Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. You are seeing Maria today, a 55-year-old female who comes in for fatigue. As you're discussing things with her and completing your exam, you're worried that she may have depression. Maria's PHQ-9 score today is 10, which is consistent with the diagnosis of depression. She tells you that the symptoms have been gradually getting worse. As you review her medications, you recognize that six weeks ago, you began omeprazole 20 milligrams a day for a new diagnosis of GERD. This is in addition to her taking metoprolol, lisinopril, and her PRN ibuprofen for her occasional knee pain. Could her medications be contributing, or actually the cause, of her depressive symptoms? Hi, this is Frank Domino, professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, and joining me today is Susan Feeney, assistant professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, Graduate School of Nursing, program coordinator for the Family Nurse Practitioner Tract. Thanks for bringing this idea and this patient forward, Susan. Sure. Thanks. Thanks, Frank. So um, I think having a 54-year-old patient who's on multiple meds and developing GERD is pretty common. Yeah. Um, what do we know about uh, the prescribing practices of clinicians in the United States when we're treating adults? Well, it's very interesting. There was a study uh, published in JAMA in 2015 that really looked at prescribing practices across the U.S., and they used NHANES data from 1999 to 2012. And what they found was there'd been a fairly significant increase in the number of prescription meds written over that time or taken by the patients. So 51% of American adults in 1999 reported being on at least one prescription med. And that went up to 59% uh, in 2011. Now, there's a lot of factors. We, all it is is a data point. We don't know why, but that's certainly an increase. Um, the other thing that was kind of startling is the increase in polypharmacy, that in, uh, which would be five meds or more, pres prescription meds, not even over-the-counter, it went from 8% to 15%. And, you know, I think most of us would think that that might even be slightly underreported. I agree. And the increase was mainly in, there were 11 classes, but the biggest increase, which I don't think is a surprise to anybody, are the antilipid meds, antihypertensives, antidepressants, the PPIs, and muscle relaxants. It's sort of, I think, if you work in primary care, you're not surprised by that. Um, so. That was startling to me, and I think knowing that the population is aging, that um, I think those numbers are going to continue to increase. And it's, it, you know, they made the definition five or more meds, which on, on objective hearing sounds crazy, yet it's hard to go through a day without, even a half day, without having more than a few patients having that many medicines. Absolutely. So, so what's the danger of polypharmacy, and in this case, um, what about depression? Well, this, this article, this study really caught my eye because um, this was a uh, study that was done uh, by Cato et al. And it compared NHANES data from 2005 to th and 2006 to 2013 and 2014, looking at specifically medications that have a depression as a side effect. And 
Um, and I thought that was interesting because we know that depression is fairly common and I was surprised to find out how many medications have depression as a documented side effect. So um, in general, about 5% of the U.S. population has this diagnosis of depression. Really? Just That's 5%? What it said. I think for major depression. Um, and, but they're saying that 29% are either undiagnosed or untreated. And that, you know, that they were looking specifically very hard at that depression diagnosis, not dysthymia, not social anxiety. We look at anxiety as well. Sure. That was not covered there. But, um, and we know that there are multiple ED uh, admissions and uh, people are hospitalized for adverse side effects. And we know, we all know that uh, depression is very prevalent in our patients. So what they looked at, they used micromedics um, and looked at um, specifically depressive side effects, including suicidality in various medications. And they found the major categories that have these side effects, it's basically everything we prescribe. It's uh, antihypertensives, specifically beta blockers, no surprise, but ACE inhibitors, mm -hmm. um, antidepressants, uh, all the SSRIs and the tricyclics, hormones, and um, you know specifically birth control pills, anxiolytics, analgesics, so ibuprofen all the way up to opioids, GI agents, so PPIs and H2RAs, uh, antihistamines, montelukast, uh, anticonvulsants, which we're using a lot now for pain, mm -hmm. and corticosteroids. So, I mean, <laughs> you think about your it's, patients at polypharmacy, you know, if someone comes in with a, dep with a depression and uh, symptoms, how do you tease out what is truly organic depression and what might be caused by the side effect? I mean, it really is, is gives pause, I think, when we're prescribing. Oh, I agree. Uh, the list you just read sounds like most everybody we see. <laughs> and so you're, you're often seeing folks with um, hypertension and hyperlipidemia that you're using medications for. Um, we're, we're very quick to prescribe um, medications like we did for Maria here. Right. She's de describing GERD symptoms. And um, so, so these meds are ubiquitous. They're, they're everywhere. Absolutely. So what strategies are available to prevent these adverse effects, and how do we manage them when they occur like it has in Maria? Well, I think first it has to start with, before we prescribe a medication, is an understanding that anything that we prescribe either with a written prescription over-the-counter, these are not benign substances. Even something, you know, we all think of PPIs we're used to as, oh, this is a, a wonderful drug. Now we find out it interferes with B12 absorption and it can it's associated with C. diff. All medications can have a side effect. But we also know that, you know, GERD can have terrible side effects and Barrett's esophagitis, so you have to balance those things. But I think before we write a prescription, we really have to spend time with our patients and say, here are potential side effects. Let's think about non-pharma pharma types of approaches first, or maybe we can start on a lower dose and then add those behavioral things. And those are, I mean, this is the conundrum in primary care, is trying to get behavioral changes that we know will have a positive impact on the, on the diagnosis, but it takes time to really engage the patient and come up with some of those behavioral strategies. But I think also, doing a thorough screening for depression. Is that, was Maria slightly depressed? Did she have a tendency for this anyway, and I missed it? 
um, you know, is maybe more thorough screening, which we know is backed by all research, mm -hmm. that before we think about these medications. And to understand, you know, when we look at side effects, I know I get, it's dizzying, because they'll have, an, you know, a list of a mile long of potential side effects, and you think, well, you know, everything causes depression. But, you know, there's this, this real data that shows that it can actually have, um, can cause that. The one thing that did come out in the study is that people who are on three meds or more had a much higher rate of depression than ones people that like like were maybe just on a statin. If they were on three medications that had um, depression as a side effect, they had a, a much higher risk of having depression. So the polypharmacy is really something we need to address. And I think that's one of the strong bottom lines here. We, we know that there are very, very few randomized controlled trials with patients on four or more meds. And when they do those trials, they're particularly looking for a specific endpoint, like heart failure or right. AFib. They're not necessarily looking for the new-onset depression or new-onset GERD or, or anything else. So one of the important things I've learned today is that we have to be very careful with our patients who are on multiple meds at looking for adverse effects and not necessarily treating them. So here she's been on ibuprofen for her knee arthritis, and now she's on something for GERD. And so uh, it could very well be that you know she needs a referral to physical therapy, or she needs to uh, focus more on other behavioral changes, not necessarily just taking another pill. Right. And as you said, that takes time on our part, which I think we need to electively choose. We need to say, I'm going to spend today's visit just chatting with you and figuring out what we can do to treat your most urgent problem and not worry so much about um, having a detailed physical exam that's unlikely to that's right. improve outcomes. And the other, one of the other strategies that, I, that we were talking about earlier uh, was what about um, having a, some sort of chart review? Like if you're, in a, if, you're, if, if you're in a practice and you can say, let me, I can flag my polypharmacy patients mm -hmm. and maybe have some kind of uh, rounds, you know, to sit down with your colleagues and say, okay, I have Maria right. and here's, what, here's her situation. Let's strategize on ways with, that we could maybe take her off of some of the medications or do you have any wisdom? I mean, I think that there's a lot of benefit to that because we see these patients and sometimes, you know, we need new eyes and we just want to have a different approach. And so, uh, but polypharmacy is a real concern. And then they also said in the study that um, obviously the older someone is, female, widowed, or multiple chronic conditions does actually increase their risk of depression, which is not, not a surprise. Right. So again, I think we need to look at our patients individually and then really always consider, is there a side effect from a medication that's causing the problem and am I treating a side effect of another med? Susan, thanks so much. This is very helpful. My pleasure. So practice pointer. Always consider medication side effects as a potential cause of depression or exacerbation of organic depression, especially if your patient is on um, three or more prescription medications where depression is a known side effect. Battling burnout practice pointer. When you have patients who are challenging or on multiple meds and you're unsure what to do, gather a group of peers and review the chart with them. Working together can help you figure out problems in a much less stressful manner than doing it alone. Join us next time when we talk about fracture nonunion and the risks associated with opioid use versus NSAID use for pain control. And for more timely, relevant, and practical medical education, 
check out primed.com. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by Primed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME accredited activities now available on primed.com. Thank you again for listening.